0: It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Now, you're not a big Bob Dylan fan to begin with. no.
1: I'm with the Pope.
0: Okay, it states here. Well, the Pope didn't write it. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show on the Rock School Radio Network, which just keeps growing and growing and growing. Well, one growing. Yay. We have a, yeah, I know. We have a brand new affiliate, and we will meet that affiliate during the first and second break. But first off, I am Joe Burns. You are. I
1: am Tammy Burns. Yes,
0: you are. It's Friday night here at my home studio. Just a touch of reverb on the microphones it means we're drinking too. So what do you have over there, my dear?
1: Okay, I'm drinking some cranberry, 100% cranberry juice, yeah, yeah. Uh, apple jack whiskey yeah. with a little mix of uh, hazelnut liqueur. Oh, It's the guy in the monk suit, if you oh. know what I mean.
0: Oh, that's that. Now, see, now that's the good name for the drink. Yes. Guy in a monk suit. I
1: like it. Or right. a band.
0: Right. I, that's right. It's a good <laughs> name for a band. Let's go see guy in a monk suit. Ooh. I like that. Guy in a monk suit sounds like it would have a guy <laughs> in a monk suit. <gasps> oh. Very much like that. I am back to my regular beer. I wasn't a big fan of the cocktail last week, so...
1: You got to watch your calories. I
0: know. I, I got to keep my girly figure. Skinny girl. Now, this is the beginning of the Lenten season. It is. Right? Uh-huh. We have 40 days before Easter shows up. Right. So... You and I are not Catholic, so we're not giving anything up, but those who are Catholic have given something up for the Lenten season, and you've gone out of your way already to tell me, what does the word Lent mean? Spring. Spring, right. Right. So how can I attach Lent to music? I can't imagine anyone gives up music for Lent.
1: Oh, I hope... Wait, God, I hope not.
0: I can hope not, too. However... Do you know that back on Sunday, February 14th of 2010, the newspaper that is put out by the Vatican, the name of it is L'Observatore Romano. If you turn it into English, it's the right. Roman Observer, okay? They put out a list of the top 10 albums you as a Catholic believer are allowed to listen to, and these are rock albums.
1: You are making this stuff. Up. I am
0: not the uh, the Roman Observer, and I'm going to keep calling the newspaper the Roman Observer because I can't speak Italian very well. In fact, I'm sure I slaughtered the name. Under the you know the auspice of Pope Benedict uh, Joseph Ratzinger, who was Pope at the time that this came out, they created this top ten list, and. According to the little piece that they wrote in the newspaper, this is a perfect list of songs, albums actually, that you could have on a desert island. These are songs that you can listen to that will allow you to remain a religious person and will allow you to keep your faith. and Get into heaven? Right. We've allowed... You to listen to them on this show, and we're going to play them, and that's that. I like it. I do too. So, to begin the Lenten season, and the first of the top 10 of the albums you can listen to, and it says here the article stated this was all approved by Pope Benedict.
1: So, he had heard them. He Uh, had heard. Obviously, right? I
0: have to believe he has them on his iPod. (laughs) So, (laughs) let us play the first. This one came in at number five The Nightfly by Donald Fagan. I'm not kidding you. So this guy has got taste. If nothing else, he's got taste. We start with this song. We'll come back. We'll tell you the remaining nine songs that were on the top ten albums that the Vatican says you can listen to. We'll talk about some of the other ones. We'll also talk about Lent. It's going to be a wonderful show. Blessed by the Pope. That's right. Right here on Rock School. I'm less than the 7 seconds of May we use Late night the sun comes east. The skyline Coming out of the Nightfly by Donald Fagan of All you would think a steely dan album no donald fagan great taste this right this shows a taste in music beyond just heavenly right just the hits you're right it shows a heavenly knowledge of music okay Where did this come from? Well, again, the Roman Observer, the daily newspaper of Vatican City State, which carries the Pope's discourses and reports on the activities of the Holy See, uh, reports on events which are taking place in the church and the world, and of course, other cultural events. There have been in the past some really interesting articles, I guess. There's one where the people who wrote it made the statement that Homer Simpson is or isn't Catholic, and and such. It, it, there are some interesting ones.
1: No, he's definitely Lutheran, but I, go ahead. I
0: think so, too. <laughs> However, it states here when they listed the top 10 albums, the Vatican newspaper states, quote, A little handbook, meaning the 10 songs, a little handbook of musical resistance that could be useful during the time of the year. I think they meant now. Now, absolutely. uh, So as to not be totally overwhelmed and to remember that an alternative exists. Our modest guide can point you on the road to good music. I'm all for this. I am
1: too. I think
0: this is wonderful. It states here that the albums are perfect listening material for anyone who finds himself marooned on a desert island, the Holy Seas newspaper noted. I like that. We did a show on Rock School not too long ago, probably two or three years ago, that was what album would you take with you if you were marooned on a desert island?
1: And, And what was yours?
0: Mine it would be one of the Van Halen albums. I think it was fair warning. But this from the Pope gives you the ability to take these songs along. Okay, right. So what else do we have? At number seven came in Graceland, ...by Paul Simon. gotta love that. I think that's an excellent choice. And there's so many songs on it I want to play. You Can Call Me Al, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. Of course, it has Lady Smith Black Mombazo on it. But you have to play the title track. So, this is Graceland. And these songs, once again, according to the the article, this has been approved by Pope Benedict. And obviously now it's, it's Pope Francis... But remember, this list was created back in 2010. So all is good. All is good. Listen to this the whole way through Lent and be happy here on Rock School. Coming out of Paul Simon's Graceland, yet another song on the top ten albums as allowed by the Vatican. It states here that Bob Dylan is specifically not allowed on the list. Now, you're not a big Bob Dylan fan to begin with. No.
1: I'm with the Pope.
0: Okay, it states here... Well, the Pope didn't write it. This was written by a couple of people who write for the Roman Observer, which I'm, is... I'm with
1: those folks. You're with
0: those people? I
1: don't I don't need to listen to that it's, anywhere.
0: It states here in the article that Dylan was excluded from the list despite his, quote, great poetic vein because he paved the way for generations of unprofessional singer-songwriters who have, quote harshly tested the ears and patience of listeners with his tormented stories. Now, I didn't say that. That's what came from the article. And now remember, there might be more to this than just that statement. It states here, the Pope, i.e. Ratzinger, tried to stop, now this is before Ratzinger was Pope, tried to stop Bob Dylan playing for the late John Paul II because he, Ratzinger, feared the musician was a prophet whose beliefs were at odds with the Roman Catholic Church. Okay. In a new book of memoirs about his predecessor, Pope Benedict recalls the events of the World Eucharist Congress uh, in 1997, a gathering of about 300,000 young Catholic pilgrims who were about to be exposed to the singer's iconoclastic songs and their completely different message. Pope Benedict wrote, The Pope which was John Paul at the time, appeared tired, exhausted. At that very moment, the stars arrived, Bob Dylan and others whose name I don't remember they, the stars, had a completely different message from the one the Pope had, and so he attempted to stop Dylan from performing. So it may not be just the fact that they don't like his music. So that's, that's what I found. So let's pick another one from the group. Number two on the list of top 10 albums, according to this list of the top 10 pop albums you're allowed to have, according to The Roman Observer, If I Could Only Remember My Name by David Crosby. What? And again, you couldn't have picked a Crosby, Stills, and Nash album? Nope, David Crosby, If I Could Only Remember My Name. Here is the single from that album, Music Is Love, on rock school. All
1: right,
0: coming into the first break. The Beatles, you have to know the Beatles are on this list. Good, and they are. They're at number one with "Revolver." Now, "Revolver." John Lennon is all over that album.
1: Yeah, right? he is.
0: Remember John Lennon's statement?
1: I do. That's what I'm thinking in right. my head.
0: We're more popular than Jesus. Yeah. Right. Okay. Here's the backstory to that. Lennon told reporter Maureen Cleave in the London Evening Standard, Christianity will go. It will vanish and shrink. I needn't argue with that. I'm right and I will be proved right. We are more popular than Jesus now. That was his statement. I'm not saying that. That was Lennon's quote. That ran in the London Evening Standard and nobody really cared much. Fast forward about five months and it gets picked up in the American sort of teen magazine date book. And they put it on their front cover and the world goes boom.
1: Yeah, ballistic.
0: Right. There are beetle burnings. The records are smashed. The KKK in Alabama protests. People in Memphis throw firecrackers up and onto the stage so they think they're being shot at. Well, what happened with all of that? The Catholic Church also criticized the Beatles for putting out mysterious messages that were quote, possibly even satanic. Okay, fine. The Vatican eventually gives Lenin forgiveness in a 2008 editorial in La Observator Romano in honor of the 40th anniversary of the White Album. Lennon was simply given absolution. The newspaper praised the White Album for remaining, quote, a magical musical anthology. The article in the newspaper, this is the Vatican newspaper, also suggested Lenin's remarks were at the time nothing more than, quote, showing off bragging by a young English working class musician who had grown up in an age of Elvis Presley and rock and roll and had enjoyed unexpected success. So there you go. The Vatican paper went on to praise the pop icon, saying only snobs would dismiss. Beatles songs. So the Vatican, at one point, the 40th anniversary of the White Album, gave absolution. So to hang your hat on that statement that we're more popular than Jesus, not even the Vatican anymore is hanging their hat on that statement. So there you go.
1: I'm packing the White Album.
0: We have a brand new affiliate. KCMJ 93.9 FM. The general manager is Tim, and he just picked us up. Good for him. He has a low power broadcast license all the way out of Colorado Springs. Yay! We are nothing but happy to have him. Here's what's wonderful about the station it is completely run by volunteers, there are no paid employees, what? just people who are doing what they're doing for the love of radio. I don't get paid to do this. You don't get paid to run Rock School. We do it because we love radio and we believe we fit well with what KCMJ is doing. In the next break, I'll tell you a little bit more about a low-power broadcast license, which is what KCMJ has.
1: I can't wait to hear
0: it. Tell you all about it. Back in a minute here on Rock School. All right, coming out of the first break, here's one we're probably not going to play. It sits at number six on the list of the top ten albums, according to the Vatican. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Can you imagine the Pope listening to Thriller?
1: I, I love
0: the song Beat It and Billie Jean. Just fantastic. But according to this little article, all the way back from 2010... This song was approved by the Pope. The album was approved by the Pope.
1: Go figure. Go
0: figure. All right, we've been talking about the Beatles. Number 1 on the list, Revolver by the Beatles. Here is George Harrison's song, Tax Man on Rock School. Let me tell you All right, coming out of the Beatles, the top 10 albums has been okayed by the Vatican. Now, they're the top 10 in order of release. They, the Vatican, did not put them in this order. I put them in this order, which means the Beatles are up top. Anybody want to fight with me? No.
1: Anybody want to fight with me? No. No.
0: Ah, ah, I'll fight with you. Beatles, Revolver, up top, number one over, huh? Er. But first, seven days, 70 seconds on these rock and roll dates, February 23rd, all the way down through March 1st. We got another song from this list that'll make you go, what? Huh? Really? That one? Huh? I believe you, my loving wife, Tammy, has Monday on seven days, 70 seconds. Go.
1: February 23rd, 1985, Stevie Wonder was arrested during an anti-apartheid demonstration outside the South African Embassy in Washington. He was released after being questioned by police.
0: February 24, 1973, Roberta Flack had her second U.S. number one hit with Killing Me Softly with his song when it started a five-week run at the top of the chart. The song was written about U.S. singer Don McLean. February 25,
1: 1984, Everybody Kneeled Down, Jump by Van Halen started a five-week run at number one on the U.S. single charts
0: still number one in this house. February 26, 1997, American songwriter Ben Raleigh dies in a fire in his kitchen after setting fire to his bathrobe while cooking. He wrote Scooby-Dooby-Doo, Where Are You? and Tell Laura I Love Her.
1: Then on February 27, 1993, after 14 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles chart, I Will Always Love You gave Whitney Houston the longest ever U.S. chart topper, taken over from boys to men's hit, End of the Road, and became the second biggest selling single in the U.S.
0: Right. The number one selling single was, any idea, mm. White Christmas. What? yep February 28, 1968, 25-year-old Frankie Lyman, lead singer of the Teenagers, dies of a heroin overdose in his grandmother's New York home. And then finally, March 1, 1966, Gene Clark of the Birds announced he was leaving the group due to his fear of flying Eight miles high And you touch <laughs> down. Okay, fair enough. What is the song I'm going to play? Well, I could play one of these. I could play from Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. I could play yeah. from Octung Baby. Yeah. But I'm going to play Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. No way. Any color you like here on Rock School. Alright, coming out of Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Okay, good pick. I'll I, take it.
1: I'll take it. I'll
0: take it. Good pick. I mean, of all the Pink Floyd albums, I get it. It's it's a choice that everyone would make, but hey, good pick. I'll take it. I, you, I'm of the opinion you should have picked Wish You Were Here, but hey, good <laughs> pick. I'll take it. The Vatican hasn't always been wonderfully nice to music, though. I have two... Little examples here of them saying, hmm, uh-uh. not good. It says here there was a song that was number one in Spain, Sweden, Brazil, the UK, Italy, Poland, Portugal, and France.
1: Oh, somebody likes it.
0: Well, a lot of people liked it, but the Vatican did not. It's stated here that the Vatican, and this came from the Vatican newspaper, one report even stated that the Vatican excommunicated the record executive who released the Ooh. song in Italy. Oh, The song was called Je T'aime. It was by Sergey Gainsbourg, I guess is how you say it. I'm going to go listen to it now. And Jane Birkin. We've played it before on the show. I think it's a terrible song. It's two people simply going "Je t'aime." Oh, I know that song. Oh, "Je t'aime."
1: Yeah, "Je t'aime." Right,
0: and at the end of it, she is sort of making overt. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, song, sort of Fifty Shades of Grey song. Right, right. It. I don't think it's that great. Uh, it just sort of struck a nerve in the 1970s, and people jumped all over it. And the Vatican went, "No, don't do that." Make love, not war. Exactly that. Uh, In 2004, Madonna's Confessions tour Uh got the people of the Vatican very upset. Uh, Cardinal uh, Tornino, I, uh, I guess, T O N I N O, Tornino, speaking with the, provo- uh, the approval of Pope Benedict, stated, This time the limits have really been pushed yeah. too far. This concert is blasphemous and a oh, challenge dear. to the, fa- the faith uh, of the cross. She should be excommunicated.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What
0: she did during the show was raised herself on a cross. Wearing a crown of thorns like a modern-day Christ. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Right. It came close to blasphemy. You know, I'm not here to judge. If you want to go watch a show like that, that's not my, not my purview to say, hey, good or hey, bad. Right. But as we sit here and say, hey, good for you, Vatican, hurrah, you've given us these ten albums, and that's wonderful— at other points in time, you have also said, hmm, "Not the best idea in the world." Right. So, let's play another one from the top ten albums. Coming in at number nine, what's the story, "Morning Glory"? Uh, uh-uh, wait. I know it's one of your favorite albums. I get what? it. What? You got to roll with it.
1: The I- the good Irish boys you are bet. there.
0: No, no, no. I know. Got to roll they with it. They fall
1: like crazy. They
0: did. That's why you got to roll with it here in Rockstar. All right, coming to the second break here on Rock School out of... Now, wait a minute. You said Uh the Gallagher brothers were from Ireland.
1: I think that's the whiskey kicking in. Yeah,
0: I don't think they're from Ireland. I think they're from the UK. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, here we are in the second break. Now, this is not necessarily from the Vatican, but I found this interesting. Have you ever heard of the Diablos in Musica? I know you have because I did a speech on it one time at the school. The Diablos in Musica is what they call an augmented fourth. It is an interval of music. It sounds like this. I'll play it on my guitar. That interval during Renaissance time, because it was dissident, because it doesn't sound so wonderful, that interval was banned in church music because it was believed that the devil lived inside of that interval. Right. Right. Let me, now, let me explain what it is. It's called an augmented fourth. Augmented means to make a little bit bigger. Diminished means to make a little bit smaller. Here's a root note. Now, if I go one, two, three, four, I get. Now, what I'm going to do is augment it. I'm just going to go one more fret up bum, 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 and one more. Get it? Bum, 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 bum. And there... Gives you the Diablos and Musica. And then... I can put it anywhere on the neck I want. So that supposedly held the devil, if you will. It made
1: me make a face. Yeah, well,
0: it's dissonant and it's dissonant on purpose. But the thing about it is, if you use the augmented fourth as the third and seventh and then you stick a root and a third in there it gives you a really pretty seventh chord so it's i mean it's not bad all the way around so but during renaissance times they believed that the devil lived inside of that interval the called, devil's in yeah, the
1: music right devil's
0: in the music the devil is in the lyrics hey getting back to our brand new affiliate kcmj 93.9 They are what's known as a low-power FM radio station in Colorado Springs. Again, it's not run by anyone who wants to make any money. These are all volunteers. These men and women wish to do it just because they love radio. And I am all for that. If you're wondering what a low-power radio station is, this is a license that was created by the FCC back in, I think, 2000. You get 100 watts. A hundred watts, effective radiated power, and I think you get a hundred feet of antenna. You can go up a hundred feet.
1: Wow. If
0: I'm not mistaken, that gives you an effective radiated run, meaning uh, around the tower, of about 3.5 miles. Okay. Which would cover, now it's 3.5 miles that way, 3.5 miles that way, so seven miles total. It would cover a decent small city there in Colorado Springs, which means the vast majority of the people who live in Colorado Springs can hear it, which I think is kind of
1: cool. I think it's very cool. You
0: want to set up your own radio station? Great. The only downside of it is because you're a low-power FM, you are not protected on the dial by any other FM station bouncing into you. So when you get your low-power license, make sure that you pick your dial position very carefully so you don't bounce into any other fm on the dial because the fcc doesn't care back in a minute here on rock school out of the break hey trivia question okay why do you eat fish on friday during lent
1: Mm, because i like it mcdonald's has a special
0: (laughs) okay i'll buy that however it has to do with the fact that you are to give up meat on fridays Uh, wait, wait wait as a remembrance
1: isn't fish a meat
0: well it is however you are allowed to eat fish because what animal is a representation of christ fish There you go. There's your answer. Also, why does Lent last 40 days? Mm,
1: There's another one for you. From the time, let's see, uh, Ash Wednesday until Easter?
0: That's true. Yes, but as a modern society, we could have stuck Ash Wednesday anyway. Why specifically 40 days? The number 40 pops up in the Bible a lot. Yeah, it's a biblical number. It is. Any idea?
1: Um, Tell me.
0: How many days did Christ spend fasting in the desert?
1: Forty, okay.
0: Forty days. There you are. And if you're wondering why we abstain during Lent, you'll find it in the book of Daniel talking about abstinence. And the concept is when you miss the things that you have given up, you are supposed to dwell on your faith.
1: And I, what did you give up for Lent?
0: Uh, I'm not Catholic, so I didn't give up anything. Lots, I
1: guess of, I, I lots guess I of people could give up stuff. Sure. It doesn't matter.
0: Uh, I would, to be honest with you, I'd probably give up social media. Oh. Well, it wouldn't be very hard. I don't care much about social media. Uh, something that would be very hard for me to give up would probably be playing the instruments, playing my guitars. I pick them up every day. Ouch. Yeah, that would be hard. Speaking of music, Pope Francis, the current Pope. What does he listen to? It says here he has a marked taste for classical music, notably Bach, Mozart, and Beethoven. All of those composers wrote wonderful music. It says here Francis especially likes Bach's St. Matthew passion and Mozart's Mass in C minor. Wagner, he says, is a little heavy. I listen to him, but not all the time. I dig this guy. I do too. Wagner's I, heavy for everyone. Then. I I dig this guy front to back. I like him. Number 10 on the list of the albums you're allowed to listen to, according to the Vatican Carlos Santana Supernatural. Should have picked Abraxas. <laughs> Should have picked Abraxas. Easy now. But this one will do. Here's Smooth on Roxbury. Man, it's a hot one. Like seven. All right, last break here in Roxville. We're simply running out of time, so we've got to do this quick. We've given you all 10 albums during the show, these are from the Sunday, February 14, 2010 article written in the roman observer the newspaper of the vatican city state these are the albums that are approved by the pope so listen to them enjoy the whole way. yeah listen to the whole way through lent good for you it says here this is also from the actual article some songs seem to have been written yesterday while others still send shivers down the spine for their illuminating simplicity and musical thrust you know what I can't disagree with that. I like it all together. So, enjoy yourself during Lent, and these songs are completely allowed. I'm Joe Burns, and are...
1: I'm Tammy Burns.
0: And that'll do it. Classes dismissed.